Hi guys, uh, welcome to the Vault of Cult, the Vault Viewings. Vault Viewings, yes. Vault Hi guys, hope, hope you're doing alright out there, how are you Mark? I'm doing alright, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Right, well, yeah. Should we kick on? We might as well. Yeah. So, and uh, our Vault Viewings, again, we're going to be discussing more recent things that we've watched. Uh, it doesn't have to be a new film, it could be an older film. Uh, but Just we're not, what we've watched recently. That's all this Vault Viewings is about. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for joining us again, guys, for another episode. Uh, and let's kick off with the film that you've watched recently, Mark. I did. I did watch it recently. As a matter of fact, went pictures. Oh. Went pictures to Paid money. Yeah. Uh, and it's the Uncharted film. Uncharted. Yeah. Um, the film to go along the... Uh, very well regarded PlayStation franchise, Uncharted. Uncharted, <laughs> unsurprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this film's based on a game series for the PlayStation called Uncharted, where basically it's an in, you're an Indiana Jones character, aren't you? And yeah, you go on adventures um, to find treasure. And yeah, it's very that they're the, they're very cinematic games anyway. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a set story. There's no real choice or anything in it. You just yeah. you follow. I mean, not being a gamer, I'm not. I'm not playing yeah. any of them. Um, but they are. They're a cinematic experience anyway. Okay. So I thought it was interesting that for one, it had taken this long to make an Uncharted film. Yeah. Because they're the most filmy kind of game that I could, you've ever They've seen. They've been trying to, to do it Well, for a it's few been, years. Well, it's been through, like, not even production hell or even pre-production yeah, hell. Yeah. It's, been, it's been in limbo. It can't get started. They cast so many people. They even cast... As the main character, Nathan Drake, a long while ago, Mark Wahlberg, who is now in the film as the older mentor character to, to this to Nathan Drake, who is played by Tom Holland. That's Spider-Man. This, the the Sp- current Spider-Man, as, as, as Spider-Man, of recording. The reigning Spider-Man. Yeah, that will have that. The, the reigning, reigning Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, yeah, he plays our main character, Nathan Drake, who's a, a lovable role. Okay. That's what the character's supposed to be. And in the film, do you know what? He is He is that. Okay. He's the best thing about the film. Okay. Is he's likeable. He's likeable. He's likeable. And I can see why Hollywood is leaping towards him, because he's a very charismatic young actor. Yeah, yeah, British. You don't get you, another British lad... Playing Americans, I've never seen him play an English lad. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> this good English lad. Um, but yeah, I can see why see why Hollywood's leaping towards. Yeah, yeah, he's decent. He done out that he's not bad looking. He's, for and he's likable. You know what I mean? He's played yeah. likable guy so far. Um, so how, and this is very much in his vein. Though. So how does the the film compare to the games in terms of storyline? Well, in it? terms of in. In terms of the game, it probably doesn't hold up as well. Because, okay. well, for one thing, I don't think that's too fair on the film because obviously you have got an Uncharted game 9 to 12 hours of storytelling to yeah, play yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, Whereas this has two hours, I believe it is. Right. So it's got to capture that essence. And what I was looking for when I was watching it is does it capture the essence of it, of... Like not actually the story of Uncharted, but does the it feeling. does it feel like it? And do you know what it does? Okay. Uncharted is just a very simple, satisfying treasure hunt of a game, right? Yeah. And even I know that, and I'm not a gamer. What, that's what it, the film captures. 
I don't always think very well, but what I thought's interesting about this film, as someone who's a big, big fan of the games, it's like... It's not it's not as complicated, but I can I can accept a simplified it. version can, yeah. of the game. And get the easy puzzles, nothing about this film would ever challenge you. Nothing would make you <clears> actually <throat> think I wonder how they get out of that si- I wonder how they're gonna get them out of this situation and the obvious thing that oh. you think is gonna happen happens. Yeah, okay. Right. But it, it was enjoyable throughout. I tell you how, how do I describe it to... I think you were you or someone else. It's chocolate biscuit of a film. Okay. Is this film. Okay. Will it sustain you? Absolutely not. But do you want a chocolate biscuit? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, go on then. Oh, a chocolate biscuit. <laughs> Why? You go, oh, okay. Why do you have your chocolate biscuit and your cup of tea? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Do you want to watch... Do you want to watch this thing about someone... Goes on treasure... Get, they're looking for some treasure, find treasure map, do crazy things into... Yeah, go on then. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll eat my chocolate biscuits and I'll watch this. <laughs> I've it's got two cho- hours. Yeah, it's, it's okay. a chocolate biscuit. So what is the, in a nutshell, what is the plot of the film? Uh, well, the plot of the film is that Nathan uh, was in an orphanage. He's, he's technically supposed to be the descendant of Sir Francis Drake is Nathan Drake oh, um, okay. and so his whole shtick is that him and his him and his brother they always like dream of being treasure hunters or whatever and get they're in they're in the orphanage and then one of the, the brothers they get separated okay. and Nathan thinks his brother's dead okay um, and basically he's a petty thief yeah. really um, working in a bar and he's sort of like nicking stuff off people just okay, like yeah. a bracelet yeah. and it uh, gets found by Sully who is Mark Wahlberg's character who's like a mentor character and um, they go off to find Magellan's treasure man Magellan was the first person to circumnavigate the globe okay right and so they is that a fact as well he is well actually Magellan doesn't actually make it all the way around. Oh. It's, it, his voyage makes it all the way around, but he doesn't. He gets killed and eaten by a bunch of people in Indonesia. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is not ideal. So, But his ships manage to get all the way back to Spain. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so they're following his trail, and that's that's very much like the game. So it's, a, it's like a, it's a worldwide hunt. Like they, they yeah, they go to several the places. Start, As they do in these treasure, you hunt start films. off in America, in you, they're in Spain. It's mostly in Spain. Oh right, okay. Because um, well, that's where Magellan's from, or rather, that's where he his expedition went from and it was on behalf of the Spanish crown. So basically they were tra- trying to find this geezer's treasure. Treasure, yeah. So basically, and ludicrous things happen. Obviously. The thing is about an Uncharted game that they have really big, really cinema cinematic set pieces where you run a runaway train yeah, or yeah, yeah. famously he's hanging out of a plane yeah, yeah, I've seen that in the trailer. It's good. Yeah, he's hanging out of a plane, and they do the literal. That's how the third game is that. Because right. this is the thing they've not tried to tell the story of the games; they've just taken some Cherry elements pick. from cherry pick from the most cinematic elements yeah, and and reproduce them. And then there's a ridiculous fight sequence, but it's really in the tone of the film of two basically 16th century. Spanish warships are being hoisted up by two um, 
helicopter chopper. Oh, things. ridiculous! And they they end up having a fucking a, a, a fight while on these ships. It's oh, no. ludicrous. So, in a nutshell, did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Are I the cast any good? It. The cast were pretty good. Everyone's pretty. Everyone's. Competent yeah. and Tom Holland shines a little bit, That's and you enjoyed it. And, and I did enjoy what it. rating slash verdict? I think I think I gave it a seven because I quite oh, enjoyed okay. it. But I think someone would be fair to say it's a six. It's just a okay. A chocolate biscuit. I'll, I'll watch it when it comes online. You know I, I'll mean? watch it when it comes online. So what else have you watched? Well, I also also at the pictures. I went to the pictures quite a bit. Okay, well, twice. Best way to <laughs> watch a film, really. Yeah, it's how they intend it. Really, yeah. um, I went to go see Death on the Nile, which is the Kenneth Branagh's new film. Yeah, the Poirot, Hercule the, Poirot. Yeah, uh, Monsieur Poirot. Um, Do like a good murder mystery film, old school. I, I like yeah. it. And I have, a, I have a soft spot for Poirot that we've discussed before. Yeah, um, the Peter Ustinov. Pete, I do like the Peter Ustinov <laughs> version. Yeah, uh, yeah, in the late seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Seventy-eight. Yeah, and this is obviously a direct follow-up to Murder on Orient Express, which, which came out in twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, a few years like ago. Um, which well, decent. I, think, I enjoyed I it. Think, I think everyone who yeah. ended up watching it came out of that going surprisingly good. That, yeah, that I enjoyed it for for something you didn't expect to be. Yeah, old special. It's. Poirot. It's you just know, that, it's Poirot. It's just another retelling. It's just another yeah, one. It's a good version. But it, yeah, it's a it's, it's a, it's a good version. one. And this this one, I think that's the key word. The the this is the most modern you could ever make Poirot. I don't mean in terms of when it's set or costuming or the feel of the world. That's all very nineteen twenties yeah. or, or early thirties. Yeah, you know. But this is the most modern feeling film that I've ever seen. Of Poirot, um, and what I mean by that is, the mustache gets a backstory. Oh, yeah, you hinted <laughs> at this today. The strange. Have you ever wondered why Poirot's got a mustache? No, but no. I, I... have you not? No one asked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But 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 he's got a mustache basically because yeah. he's got a wound. Oh, got wound in the world. It's not it. back. It's not bad backstory, but isn't that the most modern thing you've ever seen in a film nowadays? Unnecessary backstory. Of, no. This is why he's got a mustache. <laughs> why? Don't and that's it. what I mean by it's very modern. A film. The the Ustinov version wouldn't have bothered with any. Why has Pryor got mustache? Who the fuck cares? Yeah, who cares? He's got you know, one. He he's got one. He can have a shirt if he wants. He chose it's not just to. It's just it. He likes it. He likes yeah. having a mustache. Yeah. Does he fiddle with it? Does he fiddle with it? I don't. I don't see him touch his no. mustache once. Did, no. So directed by Kenneth Branagh, who directed and the and yeah, yeah, he stars as Hercule Poirot. Uh, he Talk directed. about giving yourself the best part. Well, why would you? Know? Yeah, I don't know exactly. Double pay. Yeah, he's on double time. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, would you direct this Poirot? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll need your cast list and get who you're thinking of. Forgot. Well, I can tell you right now, <laughs> top billing Poirot, me. <laughs> Fucking hell! Are you just going to give yourself the? Ma- oh, he's giving himself the yeah. main part. Yeah, I'm playing the maid in the kitchen as well. Yeah. Don't forget, maid in the kitchen in the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah triple time. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the whole of the rest of the cast are also there. 
Like it's just it, it's, it's just like the old versions of it where it just gets a load of recognizable names yeah. and faces in a film, an ensemble. Yeah. Um and here's the thing. The ensemble in this one is weaker than Orient Express. I guess that and it, by, just by reading the cast list. It's it's not it's not as good. I mean, if you think of a guy, I can't even remember the cast list of Orient Express, but you definitely had a Judy Dench. She definitely appeared. I'm sure I she does. The top of my head. But again, and I definitely remember seeing a Michelle Pfeiffer. And I definitely yeah. do you know what I mean? I can't, I can't remember. She's who, in it. I can't Wonder Woman. Who, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah, Gal. Right. Here's the thing. <laughs> how, how, do you say how do you say her name, everybody? Gadot. Right. Because it's one of those where she's going to be in a lot of films. Yeah. Hollywood has for some reason decided that she's Don't a see bad, it. But I can't see it myself. <laughs> uh, no. Can't see it myself. She were in one good film and I know you haven't even seen it. She were in Wonder Woman, not which seen is it. the only decent Still not seen it. DC film. No. I've and, seen everyone since then. And Yeah, she's good in that, and then everything else I've seen her in ever since it's like Oh, and you're there, aren't you? <laughs> oh, 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 she's in the right. Fast and Furious yeah. as well. Same thing, you're just right. like, she doesn't need to be G- there. Gal Gadot's our victim. Galo? Gal, Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot? G- oh, Gal! 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 Right, she's our victim. Pooh, shot, shot in fed. Right. Oh, in Orion. Um... Um, in, no, not in Orion, in this one. Oh, Gal she's Gadot. in this as well? No, Gal Gadot's in this one. Oh, I'm Gal- getting mixed She went up. in last one. Oh, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> Moved out, we talk about this Yeah, film yeah, now. yeah, Death on right. the Nile. Okay, so she's victim. Yeah, she's victim. But here's the thing. A Poirot always used to be very quickly paced, really. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, all yeah. you've got, they turn up, they, get, they all introduce themselves and... All right, get on with it now. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. on with it. Someone, someone gets so, deaded. Someone gets deaded and then he has to figure it out. Right. I found myself thinking, all right, get on with it now. All right, someone died. Di- someone oh, died. Okay. Someone died. Oh. There's, a, there's a good oh. half an hour, I'd say, where I'm, just, where I'm just like, get on with it now. We've oh, introduced okay. everybody. Oh, oh, we've got to build a bit more tension, have we? I know one of them's going to die. Yeah, one of them's going to die, and one of them did it. Yeah, here's the thing. Orient Express pretty much out of the way as soon as they get on train. Yeah. They, get, they get on train, they have one night on train, and he's dead. Yeah, right. here we go. This, all right, it's clear. Here's the thing. Drugs the arse Orient, out Yeah, Orient Express as well has a, more of a twist to it. Um in terms of a, a Poirot book, you'd, it's not just expected this, it's pretty much, Standard. it's who you expect Standard. right from the off. The person who, with spoilers by the way, but the person who you will immediately think, oh well she'll be the killer then, is. <laughs> there you go. Right. But I'm not go... going to tell you who, but you you will just, you'll know. But did you want to go along for the ride? I did want to go along for the ride. And I at the end don't of the ride... As good as its last one, okay. it isn't as good as that. It's still very nicely shot, but good is it is the thing. Kenneth Brown's decent director. Yeah. Kenneth Brown, like I say, before I directed the first thought. There were some bits at Orient Express where that was like, oh, that was stunning, like really nice. Where the, 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 the over the train, over and the, the yeah, train, that was a cool I shot. really liked that, cool and I was like, that. oh, stunning. There were no stunning moments. Do you know what I would have liked? And it would have been really clever, is to just. 
pan round the ship and using your actors show who's stopping in what room. Because that's the thing. That's the thing. What we're good about the the over the train shot was that it made it look like a Cluedo board, and you could see. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah, see yeah. where everybody, before, yeah, 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 where everybody was in relation to. Here's the room where someone's died, and here's everyone else's yeah, yeah, rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This could have done with some kind of shot going around the boat. They're on a boat on, yeah. on the Nile, right? Yeah. <laughs> Establishing where everyone is in relation to the person who has been killed, because that's the thing. It's a mystery. Yeah, murder where mystery. was everyone yeah. on this yeah. ship? And Who, this what, is just way, a lack of clever cinema visual storytelling okay and i'm like oh i'm disappointed in you there okay so i'll give it a rating because i did watch it um go on then i think i'll give it a seven but i could fairly give it a six for not being as as competently done okay yeah good film watch it and it's a poirot like you know, nice murder. We mystery. know what we're getting, and that's why we watch them. Yeah, pretty exactly. much. You know, it, that's that's it, isn't it? Yeah, really. And the cast are all right. He's oh, competent the cast. Yeah. I do have a, one little thing. <laughs> Don French and Jennifer Saunders. You said this are in it, right? And it's just, they seem out of place. They're not quite. Everyone else is like actor. These are like. British TV yeah, actor, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, seem yeah. out of place. Now, I'm not saying that these are bad actresses at all, because they're not. No, no. They do it well. But by comparison, the Ustinov one, they were played, that exact same part were played by Bette Midler and Maggie Smith. So... And now it's played by Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders. No, it's not Bette Midler, it's... No, not Bette Midler, Bette Davis. Bette Sorry, Davis. I Bette Davis' eyes. Yeah, Bette That's Davis. That's her. <laughs> it's her on the boat. Yeah. Um, so outclassed, shall we say. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, good fi- good film. Go okay. watch it. But you might... If the last one blew your socks off, the, your socks will stay on. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you keep your feet warm. You, there well. will not be a second blowing socks off moment. <laughs> no. Socks will be on, but you'll have enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I will watch it, you know. I will, yeah. I will watch it at some point. So, one of the things I've watched recently, and, it, uh, you know, my viewings have not been... Um, plentiful as of late but the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that's come on Netflix it's a Netflix film oh okay um, I know see, you're I not a fan of horror I, I see I didn't even know it were a thing yeah they, they um, were making another one yeah no um, so basically the the storyline is there is it's uh, it's trying to set itself up as an, an actual sequel to like the, the 1970s original okay um and it ignores all the other films in between. So there's, there's about... This is number seven or eight or something, Texas Chainsaw Massacre theme film. I've noticed horror films do that somewhat well, regularly It's been, it's been rebooted, remade, re-sequeled, repackaged, and re-fucked up the arse, to be fair. How many, how many times do you need it? How many times do we need to re-something? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like I'm sick of seeing, like, I and... Plus yeah, yeah behind everything like Disney Sky but why is it plus an eye and oh mm. fuck off I'm sick of it so anyway the storyline to this is like I say it's, it builds itself up as a direct sequel to the original um, horror classic ruler um, there's these group of uh, these celebrity chefs that buy pretty much like a derelict town and in this town the original Leatherface guy is hiding out and he's been hiding out for years in this orphanage run by this fucking 
old sickly woman who's who's took him in and just looked after him and this town mm. like run down and it's pretty much them two the only people and this guy that owns a garage who, who works in this little town so these young upstarts like I say celebrity chefs come to town disturb everything and they get all mm. these like uh, investors to come and see the town and it basically it just goes to shit and he starts killing people again and the the there's two heroines two last ladies mm. if you like yeah um but the twist of it is that kind of links it to the original is just the girl that uh, survives at the end of the first one uh, this character called Salah she comes back she's a character in this oh, okay and she's been hunting him for like the last 50 years mm. and the way they introduce her character is like oh because she's going to have a one on one with him and this that and the other yeah. don't mate she just gets chainsawed straight away Builds a, mate, it spends like 10 minutes building a character up and she turns up and he just fucking chainsaws her right in the gut. Right. And you're like, okay. what a waste. Thanks for the build up. And she's like, Absolutely and they build up part. like, oh, you know, uh, I'm a survivor and you don't remember me. Yeah. I'm a survivor. <laughs> yeah. Until you got onto this film. But set. just like all the others, mate, to be fair, they, they leave it open at the end and you just like, for one, the cast is. Fine. The acting's fine. Why do they the script it? is dog shit? The direction is fine. The it's quite gore, but we've seen it all before, and it's it's unnecessary, and it, it it's pretty it's it's dog shit, mate. To be fair, if you watch this so film going, impressed. that was a really good horror film. You're fucking wrong. Yeah, so I'm not impressed. Not impressed with it at all. I mean, I know. I, again, it, I'm a fool. It, I'm a fool it, for being enticed into these things, but. If you make them, I'll watch them, and that I'm a fucking, you know, I'm yeah, feeling yeah. the fire, but it's dog shit, guys, it's dog shit. Listeners out there, you know, there's other films out there that are, that are better than this. Yeah. About don't a million. Them. Yeah. Don't don't give them the wrong impression by having too many people watching it. I'm not, do you know what? Uh, I I wasn't going to justify it with a rating, but I'm going to give it a rating. I wouldn't rate. dignify this film with a rating. Because we do rate that things that on the show, you know, on, on, these, on the show, we do have to rate stuff, and I'm literally giving it a three. Oh, that, I think I think that might be the lowest ever score on a Vault of Cult. Um, I'm giving it a three, and I'm only giving it a three, and I'm giving it three points um, on a scale of one uh, one to ten. I'm giving it three out of ten because um, I quite liked the fact that the idea was good in and having the original Survivor come back as a character into it. Mm. Quite like that. I'm a bit of nostalgia, you know. I'm a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a sucker for a bit of nostalgia, but then to waste that character and the potential that you could have had, and mm. it would any you could have done anything, it would have been better. But to have like turn up on the scene, giving it the fucking beans, going, "I'm gonna hunt him down, I'm gonna kill well, him." Well, that's what's my that's chance to kill him. It. Fifty that's years, and then he's just gone bang, chainsawed, literally. He'll, he'll chainsaws are in the gut and also fucking high on the in the street in the middle of the street and what see a waste. Here's, the, here's the thing though the makers of that film would have thought that they were I hate this phrase but I'm going to say it, subverting your expectations oh fuck off no but I bet you that's what they would have been thinking to yourself because they'll be thinking oh everyone will think that she's a fucking ace character and then we'll he's, he's just part of the trickery and sometimes when, films when you just don't pull it off I thought oh that's clever and I like that Mm. And then dog shit. And at the end of it, I was just like, oh, I knew what was coming at the end as well. And if you you watch it and you're like, oh, it really surprised me. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. You know, we do really love and appreciate our support. 
But and I know you're not going to agree with everything that we're saying. We don't want you to. That's what this is about. Yeah. You know, it's about opinions. But you know, hopefully we can entertain you guys <laughs> on a level. Uh, but yeah, mate, three out of ten, and uh, I'd be wasting your time, guys, if I recommended this film. Yeah. So, Mike, I, pretty much that's the only thing I've watched new recently. You know, have you watched anything else? Well, it's a, it's not a new film to me, but I ended up watching um, just. I don't have like. I just watched it, you know what I mean, where there's no explanation well, to it. How, I though, how did this happen, this occur, this watching? It was just on the gate, we're on Amazon Prime. Okay. And I just saw Flicking it and I was just like, oh, go on then. Go on then. Go on then. And what was it? I did what Watchmen. Right. right. <laughs> go first. Now, for one thing, I'm get viewers, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the... The graphic novel, I don't know it well. I, th- I think, actually, because I said to you I've never read it. I think I am mistaken. I think I have read it. Okay. But that that's the I amount of impression that it's left on me that I'm, I, just, I, can't, I can't remember if I did or if I didn't. Um, it's regarded um, as one of the best graphic novels ever made. Yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. I'm not, I'm not doubting it, but I can't. I can't quite remember, although Fair I remember enough. the vis- visual style. Yeah, so, the film. Um, now, I think this is a really interesting film, but what I think is interesting about it is, A, how divisive it is, generally. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I, agree. I, th- I think... Even upon release, it was, you yeah, love it or you hate it. And get, I'm not a fan enough of the graphic novel to know whether they're picking Different on... Beast. To know whether they're picking on it is just fanboy bollocks uh, or whether it's real because uh, like I have a, I have I don't really like the film but I also really respect the film if you know what I mean it does it, try to stay very faithful to it you know yeah. and I think maybe that's to its detriment it tries to put the comic on screen at, at a lot of times and obviously the ending is completely different than what's in the comic hmm. the comic ends with this octopus squid type thing being summoned from another dimension to like destroy New York City whereas this it's more like an atomic explosion so you know they've just toned that bit down but But, it's very faithful but I don't know I'd get I the reason I ended up watching it because I I think in my gut I'm not really a fan of Zack Snyder the director yeah his style with a yeah. DC in the Justice League. I think, I think that's it. I think that's it. Thank you for leading me there because, uh, like, it's it's very dark and it's very gritty, and I I understand that that's a, a very faithful adaptation yeah, of what yeah. those characters yeah. are. So I can appreciate the Watchmen, but I think it's given the director Zack Snyder the the entirely wrong impression of what a re- what people really want from a superhero thing. Right, because because that's a very particular one. Whether I suppose they're not really superheroes in the it's in a morality tale. It's morality, yeah. but I think because the it's it's like a superhero thing. It's given Zack Snyder the impression that they should make a dark and gritty. Because only, only Doctor Manhattan that has actual fucking is yeah. is he's got powers. Everyone else is just a normal person that yeah. put a costume on to fight fucking crime. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it's it, it's given him a, an impression because that 
film did so well or and is so well regarded intensely by a section of society it's given him the impression that he should he should make superhero films like that yeah i like, agree i, I agree and it did, obviously that was his leading and obviously the yeah. warner brothers decided to turn to him and because I, he did I don't, that. I don't know whether i've punch. just been jaded I, I don't know whether i've just been jaded by what Marvel went ahead and did, which are a much lighter feeling yeah, 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 kind yeah, of superhero fun. film. I don't know fun. whether I'm just more inclined to that or because, because I fun. really don't. I re- fun. Yeah, because I really don't like the DCEU, as you know. I've got real issues with it. Uh, I think if you're gonna go, what DC did is is major, major issues there. Um, mm. You know, and I think maybe, like you're saying, with Zack Snyder's leadership, he was only going to get. A certain type of product in terms yeah. of similar, like you say, in style and tone to watch them because they are, they are. Yeah, yeah. Like you're saying, it's gritty and it's it's more realistic. It's harder edge and sometimes unnecessary. I mean, it's it's. Inc- you no, know, I'll agree with it's that. It's incongruent for a start. Just with because Superman, I think sometimes, yeah, it's incongruent with Superman. He, that should be a lot lighter in tone. And I think I think I know I've said this to you many times, and I don't know whether you agree, but I think even Batman could do with lightening up a little bit remember it's a get do you not know I mean i think sometimes even that can be a little bit too dark and gritty that just like lighten up a little bit little bit he hasn't it can still be the dark broody one just up the tone just ever so slightly well i think maybe got, touching on that just quickly i think going back to the original batman and batman returns i think that's what keaton brought to the that role yeah i never said and then obviously they went the silly route and then now they went the, after that and then they redo did it with the nolan trilogy they went hard super, the, hard other, way. the, other, way hard the they, other way they, they have to do that it. they have to do that, that to go Let's, i understand that now but let it go, lighten the tone a little bit. Even the new one, mate, the Batman. Exactly, that's how it looks. And I feel like it's... One of its parental moments of that tone is, like, the Watchmen and how that was received and how he's taken his lessons from doing that kind of superhero film to that kind of superhero film and how that's grown which I thought was... I've ended up thinking about that more than the actual film. So, therefore... Is but that it a makes good sense film? thinking about but, it now, though, in those terms. Th- yeah, that's what I mean. But does that does that make this one a good film? Because it was it, it's so influential. But, do you know, I'm going to say something controversial yet brave. Controversial yet brave. I don't really enjoy it. I appreciate it. Don't really enjoy it. No, okay. something, something is Listen. fundamentally lacking for you. There for me, and I don't. I can't put a finger on it. And the only finger I can put is what I don't like about his other work, his other oeuvre, like of. And I don't really like them either. So I'm like, oh, I don't really like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, as a, as a, the basis of the story, it's basically um, a group of these vigilantes for want of better words that used to be a group fighting crime and um that it, it moves to like a modern time and it's ba- it's set in the mid 80s and you know that everyone everyone's getting old they're too old and they're retired and mm. they start getting picked off basically one by mm. one a conspiracy comes out that someone is trying to kill them and you find out it's one of their ex-teammates mm. um and basically wants to kill them to stop him from yeah. Taking over the world, basically. Yeah. Like, that's the basic plot I'd for get, it. I'd get, 
I get a murder mystery wrapped in a. I don't dislike the plot. That's again nothing that I did get. The, the plot left almost no impact on me. It was it was fine, but it was just a a tone and a weird feeling of I'm just not into this. I feel like I should be, but I'm just not. Mate, if you know what I mean. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so we'll give you don't it a have rate, to like it. No, no, I know, no, I know, but this is one of those films where I have to go. I've always felt like I should like this. I should like it. I, but got, I don't. I don't. I, I, for me, I have been a fan. I mean, you know, I, I read hmm. comics, and uh, I, you know, I'm well versed in what this comic means in terms of hmm. infamy, you know, and being yeah such high regarded. Uh, the graphic novel uh, by a British guy called Alan Moore is a really famous mm. comics writer and Dave Gibbons really famous British comic illustrator um, so I was excited at when I knew he was going to make it and I was interested because this Sider, you know I've mm. heard a couple of things about him up and coming director and promising and you know everything the promotional stuff when that started coming out was like oh it's scratching the itch here now and that's interesting mm. and you've been super faithful and then when the trailer comes out it was like oh okay I can see scenes from the comic there mm. and that's what pulled me in but I do think looking back on it maybe he was too faithful in trying to mm. put the, the, the page onto the screen by doing it every scene and every scene because it's quite a long film I think mm. can't remember the runtime off the top of my head but saying that talking about films that have legs and legacy regardless of what went on when it was released and have mm. been so divisive like you say you either hate it or you love it it still have that legacy that's what that's what I mean. I can't I can't really I can't say that really... that's a bad film, but just because I'm like, oh, I'm not quite there. But I can't say that's a bad film because it's not. It's it's got it's got a legacy, a proper legacy and to it. Again, because of the director's cut further down the line, and then because mm. of the had like an animated section, mm. um, which they integrated into like another version called the integral cut, which was on mm. for ages, and then leading up to the more modern impact on pop culture that that Watchmen had, they actually made a TV series called Watchmen on HBO a couple know. of years ago. I don't even know an eight part series that literally picks up now from as if all that was real in the comic mm. do you know what I mean like that was real okay and in, in the TV series they do show it's like a squid it's more faithful in terms of mm. backstory more of a continuation not of the film mm. but of the comic yeah yeah Okay. And me, I really, really rate it, and it, and it's and it's very, very acclaimed mm. uh, TV series, and it was like a one and done as well. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, we've told the story, we wanted to tell, that's it, we've done, and all yeah. it, you know, and it does, it it shows most or some or a hand, should I say, a handful of characters from the comic, like what they would be like now. Mm. It's clever. It's really good, yeah, mate. Yeah. And again, it's another one of these where it's a mystery and this this. A conspiracy, something's going on, and it leads mm. this particular character to go on a hunt and go down the rabbit hole and find what, who's behind this yeah. manipulation of all these characters in the story. Mm. TV series, mate, from HBO a couple of years ago. Really good. I'd recommend it mm. to anybody. Even if you don't like, you're not yeah, into yeah. comics and you don't even like Watchmen as a film, you know, as a TV series, yeah. um, you know, you've got a broader form of... of yeah way of telling a story mm-hmm. but yeah I'd recommend it mate so yeah anyway your rating for Watchmen I'm going to give it a 6 I oh, yeah. because I I don't really 
Fair enough. I don't really, I don't really like it, but you don't hate it. But you don't hate it. Yeah. But it's a good film. Yeah. I recognise that. I enjoy it. I mean, I'm not going to give it high esteem as an 8, but I'll definitely give it a solid I understand. Seven. I totally understand you, 7. Totally understand you, But seven. I'm a big fan of it, though, and, and I wouldn't give it an 8 because it's not that high esteem, and I do, you know, it has got mm. flaws looking back in now, but I'm a big fan of it, big fan mm. of this film. So, so that's, yeah. that's, that's that's about it for this episode, then, yeah, I think, mate. That's, we'll that's what about I watched. Uh, vault viewings for mm. this, this, this time. So, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah. Don't forget, guys, get us on the socials. Yeah, yeah. You know, you at the Vault of Cult at Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, give us an email, if you like, at the vault of cult at gmail.com. Um, and just keep listening, guys, and keep sharing us, keep liking us. Do yeah, all the do comic book things. the socials. All the socials. Us. Give us some feedback. Really, really appreciate and really enjoy the support, guys. So it's a goodbye from me. And me.